0: Hello, hello.
1: Welcome to our second anniversary of
0: Nowness. Thanks for joining us, Nowness. It's two women paying attention to the details of ordinary life. Naoko and Naoko's friendship spans three decades. Two countries and now two cities, San Francisco and the greater Seattle area. We are wives, working mothers, and feminists in our 40s. Now, this is just us showing up to connect and to recalibrate our voices and stories. Listen to us ponder life and food and share lots of love. Happy birthday to you, Naoko, and happy birthday to us. So it reminds me why
1: it's close to my birthday because it is a conversation that we had where you're like, What do you want for your birthday? And I was like, And I guess we had started talking about it in 2020. Because we hmm. were just praying and then you're like, what do you want for your birthday? And I was like, let's make the podcast happen. So that's what you did. You reciprocated and hence it's close to my birthday.
0: Yay. Thank Thanks for the inspiration and idea. Um, yeah, 2020, you had the idea. We said, let's do it. And then nearly a year passed. That's how life works, I guess. And then we started it. 2021 yeah Yeah. does
1: it feel like two years has gone for you
0: it again it's surreal like eh, it's been two years um yeah it, it it doesn't feel like two years
1: it doesn't feel like two years. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It doesn't. It's interesting how we. Anyway, this would be our um, 45th episode today. <laughs> so it's just really exciting how I think you mentioned it in the last um, 44th episode, the fact that, um, yeah, the fact that I said that it was a love letter to our family. So um, I'm just proud that we have something out in the ether Um, for
0: us to reflect upon um, as you go bye yes time flies so I wholeheartedly appreciate um, this opportunity to connect and share stories and Mm. Mm. yeah me too and I just I
1: I, I didn't think I was going to be melancholy and I don't think I am but um I did drop off my second kid to she's really not a, a young adult already um in her dorm room today. Um and her roommate is actually from Oregon. And so the parents drove up three and a half hours. So they started like a little before like seven AM to get into that. You have to move in at a specific time frame. Hmm. So that's quite a feat. Um, but you know, every, every parent has a different, every family has a different because you and I, we traveled more than 6,500 miles. (laughs) I calculated it one time. I was (laughs) like, okay. Wow. I think it's because like, I just, you know, like when you put it in, I wasn't always like data driven. Um, and I still am not per se, especially in my personal life. I think Mm. at work you have to be data driven, but, um, I think when you put it in perspective, it's just like, it just doesn't, you know, sometimes it doesn't generate the impact as much when you say it in numbers, it's like, oh, okay. (laughs) So anyway, for us, it was going across the Pacific ocean, going across the land of the United States of America and going to the East coast, East coast towards the Atlantic. And we, especially you didn't have anybody to drop you off. And if anything, you had to pack everything in your suitcase, right? Hmm. one suitcase or two suitcases max right yeah. <laughs> yeah so we travel lightly versus you know my daughter is in state so she has the opportunity to just load up the car <laughs> and then if you forget something then you know I'm only x minutes away <laughs> so it's an interesting different dynamic
0: hmm. yeah it feels like a lifetime ago of traveling that far and going to school so far away and being alone and not knowing anybody, but a handful of folks that happened to, you know, from our class, our classmates that went to school nearby, but. uh, I I really don't know how I got through it. I mean that, you know, I think you're just so focused and determined that you can't like, you got to finish. And I think that was just my, um, hishi, hishi ni, you know, just f- focus to finish, you know. Yeah. Heishi translates in the kanji. It translates to
1: "gonna die." <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> anyway, oh. That's, but it, it doesn't translate that way. It's, it's like you were determined yeah to complete it yeah cool yeah. so anyway so i just wanted to share that because when you know we were going to record a little earlier but then um you're gracious enough to delay because of my drop-off being extended and all that so it's now yay yeah, it's nowness. and then are you wait are you traveling too this weekend
0: mm. oh nice what do you mean you too
1: no, 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 no. I don't know. I forget. Sometimes it's just mina Chung and your hubby going without you, so I just, just a reminder, is she going too? Question mark. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Okay. So how is it? Is it It's fall over here? It's definitely fall. We definitely have space heaters in the house. We've turned them on. Um, yeah. And I just feel like we talked about it on the podcast too, but there's a seasonal, seasonal, seasonal depression or seasonal, not that far, but seasonal sadness here in Seattle. Mm. Because it is gloomy and rainy uh, for about nine months of the year. <laughs> Can you imagine? Anyway, I'm not going to dwell on that.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it's getting colder too, and um, our heater has kicked in in the mornings. Um. Yep. I guess in the low fifties. Um, oh
1: yeah.
0: Our lows are low fifties, and mm. during the day highs seventy. Oh, that's today higher. is seventy three. But yeah, I. Yeah, I'm going to miss the warm weather because I'm always cold and I'm getting ready with all the layering.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so I want to hear about your birthday, dear. Birthdays was really lovely
1: just being present. I think as you get older, or maybe it's for me, it's like, you know, as my husband's like, what do you want for your birthday? I, was like, I really don't need anything is to my point on like, we're living in excess. Mm. Um, but it's funny because uh, we had, I just like the romantic vibes of nightlights being outside on the, on the deck. And my hubby had purchased those lights like two years ago. Um, and he was just so sweet to put posts Basically, you have to hang it on something, right? So if you don't, you can't just, if you want it to be three-dimensional, then you need to have posts on the other side of the of the facade of the house, right? So um, he had really poured cement to put in these posts, and then they were exposed for like two years, right? So if you don't, it was for the vision of having the string lights on it. And so for two years, it was just wooden posts and then we we started trailing um honeysuckle on it so it goes up as a vine um so anyway i was like can you put the lights up so he completed the putting up the lights so now you know as it turns dark um the lights turn on and it's really lovely Mm um that was yeah, no, so that, see, I'm actually, that was like the eve before my birthday, because my birthday morning, I started out uh, drinking the amazing Guatemalan light roast coffee um, that you had gifted me. And it is phenomenal that it's a mother daughter team based in New York City. And um, in the coffee industry, those who have the highest kind of palate to grade quality coffee, they're called Q traders, and so they're both Q traders. Um, of course, in a male-dominated industry, and then um, yeah, they focus on just procuring amazing hand-picked coffee beans, and they're purple. Apparently, the cherries are purple. Um, so it actually pours like um, it brews more like a tea, which is I, it, which is how I actually like it. Um, especially when I like to drink my coffee black, without any adding anything, and then you really understand the um, layers, and it's really syrupy and honey-like and juicy, um, and of course it has those. I don't know. I guess it doesn't really have any coffee notes. <laughs> Now that actually talking about the taste notes, so really enjoying it, but like how long did it take you to research? Because you mentioned that, you know, a lot of the recommendations um, that you see online or in publications are kind of like have a male dominated, um, white male dominated perspective. So it's very interesting that you found it. So how is that process like?
0: yeah, it was so much fun. So thanks for the project. Um, <laughs> so the the roasters, I believe they're called bean and bean, right? Um in New York. Um, shout out to them. Um and it's a mother daughter, they're Asian American um, representing API. so um, so for my research process, I you know, just googled and started there I love New York Times wire cutter there's another one I'm blanking out that's a staple oh strategist I don't know what if they're related to New York Times or not but anyhow those two are um I find really reliable but for coffee subscriptions the ones that came up um I think one was called Atlanta um I think anyhow, there were a lot that came up, a number of ones that kept coming up in various sources, but were, you know, run by predominantly white and then CEO being white male. So I wanted to explore and expand, you know, see what's out there. And I think Bean and Bean, I stumbled upon. um, So this is when it gets murky because I don't really remember. But there's one uh, subscription I can later dig up uh, the name of the vendor. Um, But they offer different um, roasters throughout the states. I think Atlanta was one that's um, global. So that that subscription was coffee from around the world. This other one was a subscription based on different roasters nationally in the U.S. And when I just happened to um, look at different uh, roasters that they were supporting by state, I happened to click on Bean and Bean and saw that they were a mother-daughter powerhouse and then learned that they were. Asian American. So I thought, Oh, perfect. Um, but yeah, I, I learned so much thanks to your project. And now I have a lot of bookmark roasters um, to check out. Uh, and I'm so glad to hear that it it um, those no- the notes and flavors aligned with what you like, because I'm I don't I we tend to be on the opposite extra uh, spectrum <laughs> in terms of taste notes, we do medium or dark roast. So um, I know it was a little bit of a risk uh, gifting something that I've never tried and but when I read their story, particularly this gift box of the purple beans, it just very much had your vibes. Thank you so
1: hey.
0: much. So it was so much fun. Loved it.
1: Yeah. Love, love, love. Such a treasure. Thank you. I was interested. I I was like, as you were talking, I went to their site, and I'll we'll give them a shout out um, on our Instagram. But the only thing is, like, they actually have a um, they partner with a, a tea specialty tea company. Mm. <laughs> but just because you're an amazing coffee um, company doesn't mean that you are an amazing tea company. <laughs> because they, it's not their tea. They partner with another tea company, but their matcha is horrible. Uh their matcha is yellow, man. <gasps> their sight it's got to be, it's brown, yellow. I, not good. Not good. No. Maybe? Anyway, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay that's all anyway thank you so much i'm gonna continue to enjoy um what was the name it's guisha guisha uh guatemalan honey something purple geisha. Mm. so thank you um so after coffee i mean it was just pretty much um having dinner with my hubby and two kids at home and um it's just very sweet uh to i guess my go-to is sashimi sashimi and we had a lamb believe it or not it was so inexpensive the Mm -hmm. lamb this grass-fed lamb from oregon was literally 35 cents a pound wow i i had a double take i had to be like double take i mean you must i was like but my only thing was they probably wanted to just sell it off but it's really delicious and it was a lamb shoulder and the, uh, you know, the bone marrow piece? Mm. The bone marrow was still intact. So we got to scoop it out and eat it, which is just like phenomenal. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that, and then, um, and then we had the black cod miso-zuke. Mm. The black cod, which was, this was already pre-marinated. But yeah, and then I get to just spend it time with, you know, being present and it's just been great. It's a, It's been a great practice to be in the moment. Mm. Yes. Thank you.
0: And we started reading Build a Life You Want. Yes. Thank you so much for gifting me. It was a surprise, a lovely surprise. Um, by Arthur C. Brooks and Oprah Winfrey. How did you come across? How did you learn about the book? So I learned about the
1: book and my favorite uh, Sunday morning news, which is the only um, news news that I record diligently and watch diligently, um, which is Sunday morning. (laughs) And like my Sunday doesn't start without watching Sunday morning news. Because it's generally all about arts and culture and humanity. Mm. What is and- the
0: show called? I should try to check it out too. Yeah, CBS, CBS
1: Sunday Morning News.
0: Hmm. Okay. With
1: Jane Pauley. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Yeah. So, uh, Arthur C. Brooks was featured, um, as well as over Winfrey separately. Um, and you know, it's something that we talk about in a direct manner on nowness podcasts of how do we continue to right be the best selves of who we are. Mm. So I just thought it was so timely. So uh what's really cool is that Arthur brings in the science, mm. the data, um and then Oprah brings in the humanity and her scale for for good is just phenomenal and the fact that she's such a, you know, sensation is um yeah, what a what an, and, and and so really it goes to Oprah, who discovered Arthur C. Brooks in the heart of the pandemic. As mm. a narrative. Um and I'll tell actually I'll tell you, I couldn't resist. Like I after reading about this, I've we found out about or about um his previous book, The Strength, The Strength, How to Live uh, a Better Second Half of Your mm. Life. Mm. I am, I actually purchased that one (laughs) because I think the topic is even more pertinent in terms of like, you know, I mean, it was me, but then I think we're both going to go into education or some sort, (laughs) Um, you know, and then, yeah. So how do you build your, you know, the best second half of your life is a question
0: that I have. So So are you parallel reading it or are you going to read this first, followed by the i think i'm going to parallel read it
1: oh aren't we i mean it's nowness, so you you read at your pace but i i am about like i don't know i feel like so i started the second chapter but the second chapter got dry for me (laughs) (laughs) i'm laughing because i'm nervous (laughs) of what you're gonna say nani Eh? it's okay is it yeah the second half is called um managing your emotions mm. and it got dry for me
0: oh yeah that chapter about meta uh the power of metacognition so 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 yeah is is um kind of yeah i i get i understand it's science okay. heavier right
1: <laughs> so, so i was like oh okay <laughs> like i hope the whole book is not like this mm well here's the thing like did you since you read um we both read the chapter one um this is another thing i'm just curious to see if you if you took the there's a um
0: your unique mix of happiness and
1: unhappiness
0: yes i'm curious too of course i did it it's called positive and negative affect schedule or i am assuming it's called panass. i don't know you know, I'm going to give ourselves
1: credit because, you know, we, I mean, you, you're more uh, researched than I am. And so you are, you know, where your resource, your sources, and you read a lot, and it's just like, said this, and this is said that and all that. Mm. Um, For me, I just remember, we talked about it on nowness too, is like, in my 40s, I realized that basically, dark and lightness coexist. Right? So I used to think, And I shared this on, I forget which episode, but um, I used to think like happiness comes in a wave and then unhappiness comes in another Mm. and then it's wave, wave, wave. But now they exist in parallel. I'm trying to, I realize that like, right. And I think that's what Arthur says as well. It's like, so anyway, so just saying. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I'm curious and I actually... Anyway, I'll just spill that. Spill. The, well, do you want to talk about um what the happiness and unhappiness is about
0: a little bit? Uh, I feel like you you'll you'll be better able to explain. Yeah. So, well, I guess from that chapter, well the well the beginning, well the introduction is a powerful story too of Albina's secret. Albina, but anyhow, um the first chapter of, um, happiness is not the goal. Um, what you're saying is, I think for me, I highlighted that, um, you know, happiness is not the absence of unhappiness and that, uh, feelings associated with happiness and unhappiness coexist. Right. Um, but I guess what, what, um, they do in terms of defining happiness. Is that where you wanted to go? I highlighted or I thought it was interesting that um, they they define, I guess, or they say the m- macro nutrients of happiness are enjoyment, satisfaction, and purpose. So I thought it was interesting to break down what constitutes or defines or creates that sense of happiness. Um, And in terms of unhappiness, did you? I don't know. Was there a definition in the book?
1: Well, the fact that um, both what you just mentioned—enjoyment, satisfaction, and purpose—they all actually have a tinge of some unhappiness within them. Mm. <laughs> right, right, right. Which, which is kind of revealing. And so, I think a, a lot of um, happiness. There is no definition in Happiness it means something different to all of us, mm. but it's about yeah, it, it's about coexisting. Both happiness and unhappiness co coexist. Um, and so that was kind of part of we're going into the panas, which is the positive and negative effect schedule, is that um we were asked to rank twenty emotions, uh from one to five one very slightly or not at all and five extremely um and so i'm curious where my dear friend nalco came out
0: as <laughs> <laughs> and i'm curious what yeah well, what
1: do you want to guess? guess where i i it out which is really hilarious
0: huh
1: cheerleader you would think right you would think or would judge think- Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually was quite the one where the book states, um, unless you're a highly unusual person who is right at the average on both positive and negative, I actually was.
0: You were?
1: Like my positive was so that they say the average for positives is 35 and I was 34 and the average for negative is about 18 and I was 15. So, um, so I kind of was like, "Wait, that's me." But then, anyway, if anything, I pushed myself into being a judge. Okay.
0: Are you a poet? Interesting. That's what you thought. I was surprised too. I'm mad scientist. So you're Oprah, and I'm Arthur Brooks. <laughs> so- <laughs> oh, <laughs> which is a yin and yang.
1: Appearance. Yeah. Mad science and judge uh, get along very well
0: um that's interesting yeah and I was like you know they in the book it recommends to take the test like after lunch when you're like I don't know that's what they say that you're most neutral I guess and um and so I took it first Uh, And then I took it again just because, you know, these things I'm like, okay, does it matter in my mood? And I was my second time I did it. I was very conscious of this note about um, answer in general or on average, not at this very moment. So I kept that note front and center. But both times I'm mad scientist. So I'm more clearly. (laughs) Did you did you agree with the assessment? Um. So it says, I guess, oh. Um, go ahead.
1: You will tend if you're a mad scientist. You will tend to react very strongly, good and bad, to things in your life. This might make you the life of the party, but it can exhaust your loved ones and coworkers. You need to know this and work to
0: manage your strong emotions and reactions. Yeah, I guess there's some truth to that. Hmm. Um. I'd say that I'm much more self-aware of it definitely in the last two years, but definitely in the last year.
1: Well, like for me, if I am a judge, apparently you are cool as a cucumber and perfect for jobs like surgeon or spy. Um, But with friends and loved ones, you might seem a little too unenthusiastic at times. This knowledge can be useful so that you work to muster a little more passion then comes naturally for the sake of others and I I don't agree with that assessment
0: Mm, no you come off as enthusiastic and energetic and um exactly I am
1: not cool as a cucumber and no way could I be a surgeon are you kidding me so I don't know so that I was I was very disappointed that that was my um very disappointed with this assessment (laughs) Which then got me into the negative and then it got into the dry um, chapter you know, two. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, maybe I had my hopes up a little too much, but I'll keep on reading. How yeah. is it since you already finished like chapter two, the power of metacognition Like, Does it get better?
0: No, I just finished two and I didn't read on. So yeah, well, does it get better? Because I didn't finish. I, I'm only like a quarter of the way through two. I see. No, I think it is drier. Um, <laughs> okay. but I mean, you know me, I find that still Ooh. fascinating. Um yeah. too. So um, yeah, and I will carry Oprahism here that ends the sec- first ends the first chapter of Feel the Field and Take the Wheel, um, and happiness as uh reminders of uh, the first Oprahism is to feel your feelings, but then, um, you know, that we don't have to be driven by our feelings, and to take them, take the moment and get pause, and you know, be take con- you know control of the, your wheel. And then the happiness idea is that. Um, it's always possible to be happier, not happy, um, was the kind of takeaway that they were sharing based on the science and research, I guess. Um, <coughs> I'm curious, have you started yeah. the other book? What is it called no, it, again?
1: It hasn't arrived yet. Oh. The other book is
0: called um,
1: From Strength to Strength. Uh yeah. So anyway, but I did want to mention, um, since you mentioned Albina, which was Arthur's kind of inspiration and in Albina is apparently, I think, Arthur's mother-in-law mm. um, who passed away, it seems like already. But how she was such an inspiration because ultimately in her young life, she got married early and then she had like three kids and then and then her husband left her out of nowhere and then she kind of went into the dumps and then like had such a dip and was very unhappy. Um, but ultimately she realized that life isn't gonna come to her, that she needs to be the catalyst for change. Mm. So at age 45, which was, I thought it was interesting because we are close to 45 mm. in life, She goes back to college. Um, she finishes at the top of her class. And then she embarked on a career that she loved, which was in education, helping in low-income uh, neighborhoods. And just like, and then he mentions that everybody came to her funeral. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And years and later, like, you know, they remembered her, her warmth. And so I just, what I thought interesting was that decades later, her husband comes back and she doesn't refuse him just intentionally and I guess because she's like a completely different person Mm. she inspires the deadbeat formerly deadbeat husband and then the husband changes and so they never got divorced so it's such a beautiful story that you know people can change Mm. uh, and influence each other for the better and they had a happy marriage at the end
0: yeah, it's super inspiring. Um for sure. Taking I guess uh back control um to create her own path. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh. Exactly. Um hi. Well, you keep on, we'll keep on meeting and then for our listeners, we are going into should we go into season? I feel like it's a it's another season, right? We're on our forty-fifth episode. But I think we're gonna transition into season four. (laughs) (laughs) I (laughs) welcome that. Okay, great. Um season four and we'll continue talking about um as we navigate this lovely build the life you want and our learnings or not learnings or disagreements (laughs) whichever yes Um, we
0: will yeah use the book to continue learning growing and uh recalibrating
1: Yes, and I am so excited. I'm just going to pulse it in. I'm going to pulse it in. Um, I personally would like to know, since your husband's been a teacher for, I mean, for his entire career, I just think it's phenomenal. Mm. He's taught at both public and private schools, um, very, very specifically, as far as I know, in the niche high school, high school students, right? Mm. Yeah. So anyway, it's just really, I, for someone who wants to go into education, I really would love to um, hear, yeah, his mature and wise thoughts on <laughs> this. So I'm just going to plug that in there, listeners, <laughs> yeah. um, to hope, um, yeah, to get to
0: hear his perspective. So
1: forward to
0: excited about that future session. Yay!
1: And I'm going to say sessions, plural. (laughs) So jam-packed with a lot of content. Yeah.
0: (laughs) You'll have to bring your questions. I will too.
1: Well, I don't want to ask any questions because I don't have any preconceived. Like, I just want to first hear him Mm. perspective on, I mean, I think you kind of already started Planting the seed that you he's like he's experienced like policy change, right? yes. um, educational changes. So I'm interested, and you know, California is he's specifically in California, so it is going to be California heavy, mm. California centric from his perspective. And right. to just as I go into my Washington State certification, I'm in 2024. <laughs> mm. I'm see how. You know, I mean, I don't know. I have nothing to share because I'm such a newbie, right? Um, but just you know, I hope he I, I hope that he is supportive of like for being you know, such a teacher for a long time. I hope that he he will be like, yeah, that's the that's you know, if you want to teach, yeah, that's the place. <laughs> like a little encouragement. <laughs> Um, that all the tough tough times is is okay. It's worth it, you know. Mm. That's my desire.
0: We'll see. I guess we'll hear him soon. Yes.
1: And I think the other difference is I'm going into Title One schools, which is um, low income households. So just curious to see, you know, like the privileged side versus, I mean, that the opposite.
0: Spectrums. Hmm.
1: Anyway, see how you because it's like it's gonna be like. Anyway, so I have no questions thus far, but to listen.
0: Yes, <laughs> It'll be a great conversation. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Thank you. Of course. All
1: right. So you are headed off tomorrow for a weekend.
0: Yes, our in seven. in the woods. Yes, yeah, south of Mendocino. Yes, Mendocino uh, near are you, the Navarro River. Are you bringing your famous scones and scones and cookies? Yes, yes. Scones and oh no, Bouchon Bakery scones and ad hoc chocolate chip cookie. What is ad hoc chocolate chip cookie? Ad hoc is they're both Thomas Keller's cookbooks so ad hoc is his restaurant i think in napa valley and bouchon bakery bouchon bouchon bakery is in also i think sonoma napa the wine country i've never been but i have both that his cookbooks. so wait didn't we go to
1: bouchon bakery together in san francisco is that wasn't that that was tartine bakery
0: i think oh okay i gotcha excuse me but also oh. very famous and known for their croissants and delicious uh, pastries and desserts. Oh, I mm. love their um, Tres Leges cake.
1: Really? You're an interesting person when it comes to... You're not a sweet kind of person. So, meaning she doesn't like sweets. Uh, listeners. It doesn't mean that I'm <laughs> saying Naco is not a sweet person. Um, But generally, you like the savory snack. So, and the thing is, what Nago doesn't like is you don't like milk and you don't like cheese. Mm. And tres leches is
0: very heavy on cream. Mm, but for whatever reason, the tartine baker—I mean, I can't eat a lot. Like, I'll have two, three bites, and it's. um, But I, I was, I remember the first time I had it years ago. I was like, wow, you know, it was so good. <laughs> Run on, run on. Okay.
1: Well, we didn't talk about food. Did we talk about food last last episode? I feel like we didn't. So we have plenty of time to talk about food. Well, we yeah. What's on your? Oh yeah. Well, I shared with you, and I'll share it with listeners. When it comes to fall, I mean the other interesting thing about the American meat. Which we we'll call it, um, prices hmm. uh, that are available for purchase. <laughs> I, <just> had to <laughs> I had to pause there so I didn't say anything strange. Um, but um, generally, pork is inexpensive. Did you notice that?
0: I'm really bad at paying attention to prices. Okay.
1: Okay, well, I'm just telling you. Generally, chicken is more more, like chicken breast is most expensive um, because it's popular. When like, why do you want chicken breast? Like for us, I would go dark meat all any day Mm. um, and purchase chicken thighs. Um, But yeah, pork is generally very. um, Maybe bacon is a little different, but pork is generally less expensive. Mm. And for something as amazing as pork belly. Butano kakuni is just like all you just need to do is give it a little TLC and it melts in your mouth and it's so mouth watering good and so that is a our go to like autumnal winter dish Hmm. and then you and then we boil uh, we make the soft eggs on the side and then and then the literally just the soy the meeting and the sake trifecta. With the um, you know pork juices that render are
0: just yummy, yummy on a bowl of rice. So that yeah, muscle. <laughs> Where do you get your pork belly, though? I'm curious.
1: Costco.
0: Really? Mm.
1: And they sell, like, at least six pounds of it. That's how much we, I do at once. It's like this one big packet. And
0: you just cut it. You cut it in chunks. But it's Costco. I see. Okay, I'll have oh. to check it out. But we don't have a nanda, pressure cooker. So without well, it, no, it just yeah. takes hours.
1: Yeah, it would take hours. But, like, I don't know. You guys do hours of cooking anyway today
0: um But would you recommend a pressure cooker? For me, for my lifestyle, yeah.
1: Like you guys are using, Tim is using the green egg, like no tomorrow, but I did not, I didn't have the patience for the green egg. So it really depends on your lifestyle. Hmm. For you, like you make soups, you make soups in the, in the, um, Dutch oven, like, big. Yeah, Dutch oven. So if you have the patience to do that, then you might as well make butano kakun in the Dutch oven. Oh, as you just right, 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 right. So you don't need it in the pot. But for me, I'm like impatient. Hmm. And the irony is that it takes time for the pressure cooker to heat up anyway. So it's actually hours. (laughs) Same time.
0: Um, it takes like but know, you'd like that. turn it on and you let you put it on and you f- can forget it that's the, so, 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 that's so you, the yeah, great you. thing about it right okay
1: yeah but it's not like i wouldn't like leave the house you know what i mean it's not it's not i don't know i just could like imagine like i don't know that's some. i just yeah wouldn't leave the house like a, like a crock pot you could leave the house right yeah obviously obviously um but it's kind of like like if you left your stovetop on, you wouldn't leave the house, right? Mm-hmm. If you were alone. So the Instapot is the same thing for
0: me. Oh, really?
1: Mm. I also like the air fryer. If I had to choose between an air fryer, you're not asking, but <laughs> <laughs> the air fryer's just been really helpful because I mean you don't do any um, deep fry in oil, right? Do you? Once in a blue moon. Once in a blue moon. Yeah, that is just like you don't have to... Once the air fryer comes in like... That doesn't even come in. That doesn't have to come into play at all. So that's just been really nice for us.
0: Mm. I don't think I really understand this air fryer. It's just a convection oven. It's a fancy way of just saying it's a convection
1: oven. So you know how like... I don't know. I'm having issues with my oven because it takes a lot of time basically i think we have like a gas le- a slow g- gas leak so it takes like 30 minutes to heat up the oven to like 450 degrees oh. maybe more right it shouldn't take that long right so but it's also like sometimes a waste of like gas and time when you're just cooking something really small Mm-mm. and you don't need to heat up the entire oven right so for those reasons the the air fryer I don't know why it's called an air fryer. Probably because a lot of households deep fry, and it takes away because it's like intensive heat. It's intense heat, so somehow the science, the chemistry, like if you put in like a pork cutlet, it comes out crispy.
0: Really? So it's like, so it look it it will come out like you fried it. So 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 so.
1: Totally! Like, juicy on the inside and crisp on the outside. It's insane. Hey, have
0: you done tonkatsu or something in it? Hey, Really?
1: (laughs) And there's this really yummy dish that, I mean, frozen, I I know it sounds really strange, but like, Costco, they have, like, this breaded panko panko breaded chicken tenders. Mm. And it's actually raw, but it's frozen versus, like, pre-cooked. The difference. Anyway, it's raw, panko crusted and you just put that in the air fryer and it comes out like a chicken katsu koyoshi. and then like i don't know if you like wings but you know super bowl season that's the that's the reason why we purchased in the first place but the tebasaki right you just put the chicken wings all of it into the fryer because it's like this intense convection oven it comes out crispy like the skin is like bubbly crispy oh wow Mm, it's a game changer
0: I don't know if we have any counter space or space in general but makes me want it (laughs) air frying the whole god it doesn't take space but awesome
1: but I don't know I just feel like based on our known as conversations I don't think you do a lot of those kind of cooking like a lot of cooking that you do is I mean you guys really
0: use the green egg mm. barbecue, yeah, You guys lot- de de okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know but so for those reasons like okay your, a lot of your proteins or your meats are from the barbecue shop mm. the show and then all you you do is make the sides Or maybe soup and then Mm. gohan it sounds like you make a lot of soup
0: interesting (laughs) (laughs) it's just funny interesting i yeah i don't think we do but i don't think you need okay (laughs) sorry at the end of the
1: day my advice dear friend is you don't need an instant pot or a an air fryer
0: oh i don't need it okay Mm -hmm. i guess i can definitely when i come visit i want to try the um experience the wings and the Mm -hmm. chicken i please (laughs) yes um for dinner for us um so we had hosted a, thanks to you again, uh, green egg pizza party. And so my friends, my Japanese mamatomos came over and they um, brought a lot of ingredients. So we had leftover, lots of leftover mozzarella and um, mm, uh, cheddar cheese. So I was trying to think about what could we make so that we don't waste those ingredients so I said we could either do lasagna or um, enchiladas so we made enchiladas yesterday It's amazing I know that oh, you made God. it from- what
1: what the you what's the outer casing that you use
0: uh, corn tortillas corn tortillas I see yes and, some- and the key is you have to warm it. Up to roll, or else it'll just bl- break, you know. So, you ooh, warm ooh. it up in the oven a little bit, and then, um, we uh, there was an American test kitchen recipe for preparing the chicken breast, so Tim did that part, and um, Mina and I just helped with the building part, <laughs> um, and we. I know enchiladas, you can do it with green sauce or red sauce. I prefer the green sauce. So um, that we did not make. So that, that's the go- our go-to um, store-bought green sauce. I don't know the name of the brand, but I can write it in our notes, show notes. Um, yeah, it was so good. And we have to make one for me, just mozzarella. And the other one is mozzarella and cheddar mixed for both of them it was so good oh and we made our go-to Mexican rice um, that I've shared with you it's so easy and simple but so delicious so we that's our um repeat dinner tonight oh nice very nice that's so sweet because James
1: gets um chicken enchiladas from the yeah, in the freezer aisle at Costco and heats up like two at a time and I don't know it's, 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 it's okay it's, it probably doesn't taste as good as your homemade one but <laughs> so I'm not telling I'm not telling James I <laughs> <laughs> make homemade enchiladas
0: it was fun to build I invited Mina if she wanted to build her own and she did so all three of us doing our own mm. rolling our own enchiladas it was fun um mm, yummy Yay! Yeah. talk about nowness you know
1: so talk about nowness but speaking of rolling the mm-hmm. maboroshi no kimbap it's become like trader's Joe's kimbap has become maboroshi meaning nowhere to be seen anymore because i think of the reason why you said i think it's completely sold out <laughs>
0: I know you told me about it, and I was so ready to go check it out. And uh, found out on an art in an article that they're sold out in the Bay Area. So you haven't been able to find it again either, where you are. Correct, man. They just need to like increase their production. <laughs> I didn't think they read that. I mean, it is good. I mean, once
1: people find out how good kimbap is, I mean, it's just like. I think it's better than um, futomaki. Mm. Futomaki is, I don't know, like sweet and stuff versus kimbap. It has a little more umami um, flavor in it because it's more savory. Mm. And a special um sesame. <laughs> but it's not that. I'm just going to say, I mean, it is good, but it's not like if you've had kimbap, it's not like that good. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's not like, you know, they're just building the, like, I don't know, demand. But anyway. Anyway. Okay. Stop. Have a safe trip.
0: Thank you. Enjoy your enchiladas. Thank you. Are then, what are you guys having? I don't know. <laughs> oh, tonight? Oh, yeah. You just, yeah.
1: I think it's going to be pizza. Mm or something i have leftovers basically took um for me his first day back um at college i took her and a boyfriend to
0: um do you guys have a tintaifan i I learned that we have one in san jose or santa clara area so it's quite a drive like 45 (laughs) minutes so the i didn't know we had it locally though i thought um the first time I heard about them, it was in L.A. And so we had oh. some when we were in L.A. Gotcha. Um, learning that they're um, growing here, too. But dim sum mm-hmm. in this area, I uh, the famous one here is Yang Sing, the one that you and I went to when you visited. So mm-hmm. it's different because it's, I guess, Taiwan said. Taiwan but anyway,
1: we so have, I have leftovers for... Mm-hmm. Uh, the fried rice is so good nice so i have it for a little one mm. it's a baby the baby of the family <laughs> <laughs> Arr, okay anyway um and then we'll just figure i don't i actually don't have any plants. <laughs> <laughs> pizza pizza going anyway
0: okie dokie well happy anniversary to us been amazing thank you for this journey and ride it's been amazing and many more to explore and discover together and many more
1: bye viking bye viking
0: love you love you